This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Please enjoy the following pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm absolutely thrilled that you've decided to tune in with us today. Why don't you do me a favor, strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into what will be, I hope, a very liberating edition of Equip. Today, I want to have a real, raw, and honest conversation about breaking free from addiction. The fact of the matter is, is that addiction is not only prevalent in our society, but it's pretty prevalent in our churches as well. Uh, You just look out among you if you're a pastor and what you need to know as you look out among you is that one out of seven adults uh, between the ages of 18 and 25 are battling some substance abuse disorder. 38% of adults as a result of a 2017 study battling illicit drug use disorder. Uh, There's been a huge rise in the sales of alcohol and don't even Let me talk about pornography, 55% of married men, 25% of married women look at pornography at least once a month. Those numbers drastically increase for both demographics when they're single. And so that's not just a male problem, but a female and a male problem as well. So from uh, drugs to alcohol to pornography, there are so many addictions that are prevalent within the church. What does addiction look like? Well, the Apostle Paul describes it this way in Romans chapter 7. He says, the good that I want to do, I don't do. But the evil that I don't want to do, that I keep on doing. He was a literally a slave to sin. But praise God, the scriptures tell us, whom the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. That, that means that Christ has come to give us not just the promise of heaven, though that is a part of the glorious outcome of our salvation, but also freedom while here on earth. And I want you to know that freedom, and so does my guest. That's why I'm so fired up to have John Elmore with me today. John Elmore is the Senior Director of Pastoral Care and Director of Recovery at Watermark Community Church in the great city of Dallas, Texas. Now over 15 years sober, he leads the world's largest weekly recovery gathering called Regeneration, where more than 1,200 people with every known sin and struggle find healing in Christ. And so I'm super fired up to have John with me today, and I believe you'll be as excited as I am once you hear from him as we talk about his new book today, Freedom Starts Today, Overcoming Struggle and Addiction One Day at a Time. John, hey, thanks for joining me, man. Chris, all my joy. Thanks so much for the invitation. I love that setup. I'm, I'm already so excited because of the way you're talking and being real with people. So thank you. You know, so, sometimes authors write books because of 
man, this was my dissertation in college, or I did some research <laughs> on a topic, so I'm going to write about it. This is not just you writing from a distance. There's something about this that's intimate, that's vulnerable, that's transparent. So talk about what qualifies beyond all of the d- degrees, what qualifies John Elmore to write Freedom Starts Today? Chris, I think I got my my dissertation or my PhD, whatever you would say, in in sin, specifically alcoholism. I mean, I was I was a subject matter expert, and so I have uh, plumbed the depths of addiction. And Jesus rescued me. He did not make me better. He made me new, gave me a whole new life. And I knew I was going to spend the rest of my life telling people that Jesus is real. You're never too far gone, and He can change everything. And, I, and beyond just my personal story, I now there's 1,200 people that come every Monday night, as you said, finding freedom from every addiction under the sun. And so it's not just what he did for me. I'm one off story. Yeah. But rather this is what he lives to do. And so uh, I I would say it's that it's not my degrees. Anybody can get an education. You can have an atheist go through the programs I did with seminary and they can, they can get probably get better grades than I did because you just study and write the papers, but um, a changed life in Christ. And then all the change that I've seen him, bring about in others and it's what i love to love to tell with others i love that you say that because it's easy right for someone to say well that's just john's story but the fact that Mm -hmm. you see it happen over and over again points to something even greater and i know that right now we're talking to someone that would feel overwhelmed by the thought that you can be free from alcoholism, you can be free from drug addiction, you can be free from pornography. For some people, just hearing us say that is almost like, man, you're talking crazy. There's no way I can be free. I just can't see it. But I love that your book helps us to see how that can happen, and you're seeing it all around you. You know, I've been doing radio now, John, for 20 years, a little bit over 20 years. And Mm -hmm. recently I was asked by a friend, what... Uh, what callers really stand out to you? And I'll never forget uh, a caller, 17-year-old young woman called and said, I got addicted to pornography at 11 years of age, right? And, and, And it blew me away to just hear her story. And praise God, her story was a story of freedom. But I think about how Satan preys on the young Going back to your personal story, it started young for you, didn't it? Yeah, it, it absolutely started young with me. And I'm glad you said that, Chris, because it starts young with everybody, right? Like we're natural born sinners. Everybody is born a slave to sin, children of wrath. And so it begins young. We just all have different flavors. But for me, there was always this fascination with alcohol. I, I remember being four years old, sipping a beer on the back patio of our steps and, and like it's burned in my mind. And then junior high, I was making mixed drinks by myself. I'd get home from school at three 30 and like dig to the back of the kitchen cabinet, find this nasty, like spiced rum and all this like old stuff. My parents weren't drinkers really at all, but we had some, and so I'm making mixed drinks by myself. And then high school, I'd have bottles of liquor in my closet. And then when I went off to school, college, um, left any kind of semblance of, uh, accountability, discipline, whatever. And so from 18 to 30, became an alcoholic. Now as a functional alcoholic, meaning I'm not like laying in the ditch, you know, always tied to a, a bottle of vodka, but I, I graduated college as a functional alcoholic. And then wow. by the time I was 30, shotgun in my head, sleeping on a couch, walking into an AA meeting. But that's not the case anymore. Like something dramatic changed, something huge yes. happened. And I think a lot of times people think like, 
you know, I, but I've pled with God to take this away. He's all powerful, all knowing, all present, and I've asked him to take it away and he hasn't. So I guess it's not a God problem. It must be a me problem. I thought that. I was so frustrated, so tired of, of trying to quit sinning. My, my alcoholism couldn't. So I just punted the whole thing, walked away from God, and that did not end well. But he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. He rescued me, set my course on a whole new trajectory. And it's what I, I, I live to tell people now, because I think a lot of people are discouraged. You said there's a lie from Satan. Yes. And it's the case. It's the case. People, I mean, Jesus said, I came to give you a full, abundant life. And I think because we don't talk about sin enough, which is why I'm so thankful you are, because everybody's got sin. Not everybody has a Savior. But yes. the full, abundant life, like that, that's not walking through life, hoping you go to heaven when you die, but addicted in this life. That's not full or abundant. And so there, there is a disconnect, and it's why I wrote this book, and it's why I will tell anyone about my past alcoholism and my current freedom. Yeah, there's two ways to talk about the past. One is to celebrate it. The other is to recognize that sin is a lie. It's fool's gold. It's a deception, and it pointing people to, to the freedom you, you have in Christ. I want to go back to AA because a lot of people obviously have their opinions about AA, uh, it's helped sure. uh, a tremendous number of people, but yet when you think about it theologically, uh, some would argue there's an absence of theology. Some would argue there's a mixed bag of theology. Uh, but yet God uses, I heard someone say, crooked sticks to make straight lines sometimes. And you went to AA and was confronted with a question that actually God used to change your life. What was that? Yeah, it's the most simple question, and it has profoundly impacted my life. So they asked me, would you commit to staying sober for the next 24 hours? And Chris, I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. I was like, y'all, I've had three doctors tell me that I am gonna, I'm going to die if I keep drinking. My, my family just did an intervention. My drinking friends are telling me that I have a drinking problem. And you're asking me if I can stop for 24 hours? I don't need 24 hours. I need a lifetime of help. And this guy walked up to me afterwards. He's like, hey, so you'll commit to staying sober for 24 hours? Because I did. I, like, walked forward in front of the whole sure. group, like, heart pounding through my chest. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a nightmare. But this guy walked up to me. He's like, hey, so you're going to commit to staying sober for 24 hours? I'm like, I guess. He's like, cool. Well, you're going to need some help then. So here's my number. Call me tomorrow and let me know how you did. And I mean, I, I, truly, I'm like, whatever, man. So I, that, that night, you know, my phone's blowing up with my buddies. Hey, let's go down to 4th Street. Let's hit the pubs. Let's go out. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to. And then the next day rolls around, 6 o'clock, and I call this guy, Charlie, and he answers. He's like, did you stay sober? I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, so you didn't drink? I'm like, no, I didn't drink. He's like, great. Do you want to go another 24 hours? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I, hey, hey, how long are we going to do this? Like, I don't, I don't need another 24 hours. I need a lifetime of help. He's like, yeah, I understand. But will you go another 24 hours by God's strength? In that wow. question, a day became two, two became a week, a week became a month. Here I am coming up on 16 years sober. God set me free one day at a time. Praise God. And it all has resulted in this resource that I promise you will change your life. Freedom starts today. We'll be right back with more right after this. At Equipped, it's our goal to strengthen your faith. And we're always excited as we hear stories of people coming to faith as a result of our program. But we couldn't possibly accomplish this mission alone. 
That's why we're looking for equippers and people just like you who will give a monthly gift to help us keep this program on the air. Would you consider partnering with us? Become an equipper today and receive special insider benefits, such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Call 888-644-4144 or go online to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Today, I'm joined, happily so, by John Elmore. John has shared in our first segment some of his testimony, but maybe as he shared his story, you're saying, man, that's me. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be addicted, maybe not to alcohol, maybe it's drugs, or maybe it's pornography, or some other life-destroying sin. And you say, I know what it's like to feel like there's no way that I can be free. I even know what it's like to have family try to do an intervention or try to cut me off. See, the one thing that's true about all of us, me included, is all of us, the verdict is in that we're all sinners. We're all in need of a savior. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so today, the only question is, will you accept God's offer for freedom or will you stay trapped as a prisoner in your sin? And in your addiction, I hope today will be a day of freedom for you. So uh, John has written his book, Freedom Starts Literally Today. Freedom Starts Today. I want you to find out more at our website, equipradio.org. You can go there now. It's not a coincidence you're listening. God wanted you to listen. Go to our website, equipradio.org, or if it's easier, go to our Facebook and Twitter pages. Our social platforms are available to you. Equipped Radio. That's Equipped Radio. John Elmore says this in his book, if you go all in, the next 90 days will be life-altering, sin-destroying, and God-glorifying. Man, those are powerful words. Some would even argue, John, are you over-promising? What do you say in response to that? <laughs> Dude, I got a smile from ear to ear because that's God's promise. Like, it's what he says, Chris. So Romans 6 says you're no longer a slave to sin. You're now a slave to righteousness. And so it's either true or God's a liar. And I think we know which one it is, that it is true. His promises are true yesterday, today, and always in Christ Jesus. And then in, in Galatians 3, it says, if we walk by the Spirit, like that's all we do is just walk by the Spirit. That's His yes. command to us. Just yes. walk with me. He says there's a promise. Like we do that, then He comes through with this promise. You know what the promise is? It says, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Wow. You won't do what you don't want to do. He says, but all you got to do is walk with me. I think we've like really messed this thing up, and we think like, well, Jesus saved me from hell, and then i got, and I got to follow all his rules now. And we can't. We can't follow the rules. Like that's what Romans 7, verse 1 through 6 says. is like the law is good, but it has no ability, total inability yeah. to, to sanctify you. The Spirit began this work to save you in Jesus, and the Spirit continues to the work to sanctify you into the image of Jesus. So it began as the work of the Spirit. It continues as the work of the Spirit. And so I, here, here's the deal. This is not like people may hear this and be like, oh, you're just like syncretizing something from AA, some Christian life hack, bringing it into the church. This is how the great Reformation, like Martin Luther, like that awakened the church. It's how it <laughs> began. Uh, it's how the great awakening with Jonathan Edwards began like it's all about this daily repentance but we've forgotten like we've straight yes. up forgotten how to war against sin and we've become really private like we only post our top two percent of our life on social media and yeah. so everybody's suffering in silence while nobody's getting free 
And I think the Lord's just looking like, will you ask it? Because if you ask, if you walk with me, like, I got freedom for you. Man, that's so powerful. I love everything that you just said. I want to obliterate, though, some misconceptions. You know, every time you talk, John, it's so full of theology. It's so full and rich of uh, the Word of God just saturated. You can you can clearly just tell from your answers to your responses that you just live your life in the Word by the power of the Spirit. But as great as that is, I don't want anybody to think that what you have put together in Freedom Starts Today is a theology of addiction and how to be free from addiction as some dense theology. Don't get me wrong. Theology is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but that's not what this book is, is it? No, no. In fact, it says that in the introduction. I'm like, you know what? When I was an alcoholic, I, I didn't have time or the desire to read some 300-page book and try to synthesize all the information about how to get free. In fact, I'm, it's funny. It's happening in real time right now. I'm like reading this book on a strong-willed parent, and I'm like, dude, just give me the answer. Like, don't make me read <laughs> this 300-page book because my kid's going to wake up in eight hours, and we're going to have an argument again. Yeah. And so uh, I tell people, I'm like, you're not going to hear about neurochemistry and dopamine and all that. Like what you need to know is if you have sin, Jesus will give you a way out and it will start within 10 minutes of reading this book. Like, like when I say freedom starts today, the title of that book, like that's, that's straight up true. Cause I don't want you to have to wait. I couldn't have waited. I, I needed help that day on my yeah. first day of sobriety. And so that's what this is from eat, from overeating, from being a nagging wife, from being a passive husband, from gambling, from porn, from opioids, like whatever it is, um, it's just true, and it's true today. But it's not just true. It is true for you. And so what I would say is there is, there is deep theological truths that will set people free, but God makes it so plain and simple. Like, you don't have to go to seminary. You just got to go to the Savior and ask, and He will yeah. do it. Like He says, I mean, the Pharisees were all messed up because of this. He called them whitewashed tombs. They had knowledge, but they had no power because they were far from God. And he just says, you come near to me, and I got you. I got you. I want to keep saying it, whether it's addiction to social media or food Mm. or money or body image or sex or status, whatever it is, you can be free. Now, you talked about being free for a day, 24 hours. You compare Mm -hmm. that to a penny. What's the connection there? Yeah, so... Um, here's what I would say. In Romans 8, 13, it says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Like, you do what you want to do, it's going to lead to death. Sin leads to death. Sometimes it just has a really long fuse, but, you know, porn addicts out there know, like, man, it's leading to marital death, whatever it may be. But God doesn't leave us there. He says, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. And so the Spirit is the sin killer. We often think about the 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 good fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And we're like, that's half his job. The other half of his job is to kill sin. He's the sin killer. It's what he does. And we're trying to do it on our own, and we're exhausted. Now, here's the thing with the penny. It's like the smallest increment of the U.S. monetary system. And so you think about like Jeff Bezos, like richest dude in the world, Amazon guy. And But when you, if you were to look at his bank account, it would go down to the very last cent, meaning – all of his billions and billions of dollars of money, it's all actually made up of pennies. It's made up of singular cents. Like that's how it's counted. And so a lifetime of freedom is made up by the smallest increment, meaning a lifetime of freedom, like you want to be free from porn or alcohol or whatever for the rest of your life, 
Well, it's made up by singular days. And this is what Jesus said. He, he, he said, you know, give us today our daily bread, not our monthly bread, not our annual bread, not our lifetime bread. Because, he know, I mean, I think God knows if he gave me lifetime bread, he'd probably never hear, hear from me again. And so instead he's like, here's enough for today. I'll see you tomorrow. And Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries of its own. I think God just wants us to daily walk with him one day at a time. And in doing that, there's freedom. And here's what I tell people too. A guy will come up to me and he's like, man, I'm addicted to porn. I'm losing my wife, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Hey, could you quit for the rest of your life? And, and they typically will pause for a second like because they want to, but they know they can't. I'm like, man, I know. That's like, that's like trying to cl- climb Everest. It feels impossible. Yeah. But let me ask you a second question. Could you quit by God's strength for the next 24 hours? Could you not look at porn for the next 24 hours by God's strength? And I've never had a person tell me no. Maybe two times I had them say, well, I don't think I could go 24 hours. I could go 12 hours. I'm like, great, go 12 hours by God's strength. Let's do it. And, that's, and so we go one day at a time. Yeah. And in doing that, God will. God it's does a it. daily walk. It's a daily walk, friends. And I want you to start this today. Many of you are listening right now, and you're saying, this is me. Listen, I want to give away five copies, five complimentary copies of John's book, Freedom Starts Today. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's for someone you love. But we're going to do this through our social media platform. So you go right now to Facebook or Twitter. We're going to pick five names from folks who are saying, I need this now for me, for my son, for my daughter, for uh, my husband, my wife, whatever the case may be, not out of judgment, but simply out of love. And once you go there, we'll pick five names. Now, the rest of you who aren't picked, don't worry. You still can get a copy, order a copy. Find out how to do that at our website, equipradio.org. we got a couple moments left in this particular segment. John, you've been given all these promises, all these promises from Scripture, but yet in your book you talk about how the promises of God recorded in the Bible are like a check. In what way are the promises of God recorded in Scripture like a check? Dude, this is like one of the most powerful things. So in the Scriptures, these these promises of God, they are true, but I tell people they're true for you. But here's the thing. I, I, like if I gave you a check, Chris, uh, and you didn't cash it, but say you're like, <laughs> I memorized it. Yeah. I, I memorized it. I know. I know how you did the handwriting. I know what I know data was written on. I know these, yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you wrote the in the memo line. I'm like, yep. yeah, but bro, I'm looking at my account. You haven't cashed the check. Like, if you don't cash the check, you're not going to receive it. It doesn't matter if you hold it. And we do this with Bible verses. We like memorize them. We study them. We got them printed on bookmarks. We stick in our Bible, but we don't live them. We don't appropriate them. And so they're true, but they're true for you. And God is looking for us to live by faith. He says the righteous will live by faith. And that's saying, I take you at your word that every promise finds its yes in Jesus. And so what he says, when he says, walk with me and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, dude, that's true. Like you take that to the bank. And I think it honors God to say to him, you said, you said in your word, and you are not a liar, that if I walk with you, I won't give in to my addiction and my struggle. And I think he's just looking for us to ask like little children with our arms up, unless you come to me like a little child. You know, and so it, it's what he's longing for, but is he going to find faith in his appearing? I love that, man. I want to use a word. So much of what you're saying is just life transforming. It's edifying to my soul, and I just want you to know that. 
I want to use a word, and I want you to tell me how this one attribute of God helps to bring freedom. Omnipresence. Omnipresence, man. So Jesus said, it is better for you that I go, because if I go, the comforter, the paraclete, it means comforter or counselor, he will come. And not only will he come to, like, an individual, he will come to every individual. Like, we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so the omnipresence of God, it's not just like, that he's everywhere, that right now he's in North Korea and Saudi Arabia and Afghanistan and Haiti, and he's everywhere, like from an omnipresent standpoint, but like that's, that's generally, but then specifically for everyone who's placed their faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of his sins, believing that he is Lord and he raised from the dead, that he lives in you. The sin killer lives in you. Like he is present with you all day, every day. And there is power in presence. Like, you know, when I, I, I like, when my wife is with me, I'm not going to speak harsh with my kids because she's going to look at me and be like, John, don't do that. You know, they love That's you. Right. They need a loving, tender father, you know, discipline, but, but don't discipline them in anger. And, and when I'm alone and the stress gets to me, I'm more likely to do that. You know, I hate it, but I'm more likely to do it. And there's power in presence. So when my, my helpmate, my wife is there with me and it says that God is our helper. And so that awareness to like, he's not only with you, he's not only by your side, he is on your side and he is on your side to wage war against sin. And he just says, just walk with me all day, every day. And I got you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to fight back sin. I'm going to fight back the lies of the enemy as you take up that shield of faith and he's going to do it. And here's the thing. I think a lot of times, if ever we're, we're confessing our sin reactively, meaning it's already happened. Like we already gave in to sin or overeating or whatever it may be, sleep with our boyfriend, girlfriend. It's a reactive confession what if we started making a proactive decision this is something we got to talk about more making a proactive decision deciding mm. before you even get into that environment and there's so much power in that so i'd love so, to tell people more about that too that's so good listen i want you to stick and stay john's just getting started when we come back we're gonna tell you how to kill mosquitoes it's gonna help you friends you can be free today I want you to go to our website, equipradio.org. Order the book, Freedom Starts Today. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to a pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Welcome back to Equipped with Chris Brooks. So grateful for all of our friends and partners. It's your generosity and God's grace that allows us to be here each and every day. Really, your generosity is just evidence of his grace working through you to help us spread the gospel in your community. So many men and women are waiting, just waiting for freedom, freedom from the bondage of sin, freedom from being a slave to sin, freedom that only comes through the life of the spirit that is available to us through faith in Christ. Well, how do they get the word of God so they can respond to the good news of God's grace and love offered through Christ? It's through the gospel being communicated. And uh, I'm grateful to every day come behind this microphone, but I could not do it without your partnership and help. If you have been blessed by the program and you want to stand with us, please go to our uh, website right now, equipradio.org. Or if you want to give more immediately, all you have to do is dial the number 888-644-4144. Let me give the number again, 888 888- 644-4144. Again, 888-644-4144. 
And just know on the other side of your generosity and your obedience and giving to this uh, this ministry, lives are being changed for Christ and for his glory. Today, I'm so fired up to have with me John Elmore. John has been walking us through his newest book, Freedom Starts Today. Today, If you're not familiar with John, John is the Senior Director of Pastoral Care and Director of Recovery at Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. He's been sober for over 15 years, and now he leads the world's largest weekly recovery gathering called Regeneration. He's seen about 1,200 people per week. You know, you might ask, well, how many people in our churches struggle with addiction? Really, the question is, how many of us uh, have sin patterns in our lives that we have not shaken free from? And uh, when you begin to think about those that are in our churches that are addicted to pornography or pills or food or money or alcohol or social media or sex or whatever you list as a sin in your life, all of us are crying out for the same thing. Is there freedom? John's book says not only is there freedom, the promise of freedom in Scripture again and again and again, but it can start today. John, I love that you have just made this book like uber practical. It's a daily devotional. You're asking people to be all in for 90 days, but really you're just asking people to be all in one day at a time. And as they are, they'll begin to see the promises of God come true in their lives. Before we went to the break, I talked about you helping us to kill mosquitoes. Now, that's a part of mm-hmm. Dallas life, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, they're in your house, in your car, man. They're everywhere. They're pervasive. It's like a biblical plague upon us. <laughs> so how is sin like a mosquito? Yeah, good question, Chris. So I come home from work one day, and my wife, you know, we got a little honeydew list as I walk through the door, and it's like, hey, the the sink is clogged, the door won't shut right, and, and the last line was, kill the mosquitoes. And I hold up the <laughs> note, I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, what do you want me to do first? You want me to kill cancer, print the internet, boil the ocean, or kill mosquitoes? Like, what are you talking about? Like, we live in Texas. I can't kill, mos- kill the mosquitoes, are you kidding? Because she was like, I need the mosquitoes gone, man. Our kids are like bona fide blood donors every time they go outside. And I was like, look. I don't know what to do. Like, what do you want me to do? Go out there with a fly swatter? Like, they're just going to come back. And she's like, she just smiles. She goes, mm-hmm. I thought you might say that. Would you like Would you like a phone number? And so I call this number. I'm like, all right, my wife said you guys, like, kill mosquitoes. thought it was going to be, you know, something crazy. And they're like, yeah, we come out. We fog the yard. And whenever they uh, come back, just call us. And, and we'll come out again for free. I was like, you're telling me that you're going to kill the mosquitoes in the backyard. I'm like, y'all, they fly. Like, our neighbor's house doesn't get treated. They're just going to fly over the fence. They're like, they probably will. And when they do, just call us, and we'll come back out, treat it for free. And no joke, these people come out, and our backyard is, like, free of mosquitoes. Until, like, two weeks go by, and I see one of my arms, swat it, and, like, call the number. I think they're going to try to upcharge me or whatever. They're like, we'll send somebody right out. And as this is, like, happening in real time, I'm like, that's God. Like, that's what God does. We, we are so foolish running around, like, trying to fly swat this, like, pervasive sin problem. We're exhausting ourselves. We're so frustrated. It always comes back. Every time we say, that's got to be the last time, I swear it's the last time, it comes back. And so we just get defeated, and we just live in this, like, existence where we're just getting the life sucked out of us by sin. And I think, God, just waiting, like, are you going to call me? Are you going to bring me into the fight? Because that's what I live to do. 
I kill sin. You can't kill sin, but I can. And so will you call me? This is hilarious. So Forbes and Inc. magazine, they do this study on New Year's resolutions because mm-hmm. everybody makes a New Year's resolution, right? They, they've been overeating or they've been not working out or whatever. They've got something in their life that they want changed. And people go public with New Year's resolutions. Like they, they're on social media. They're telling everybody. They throw out all the gluten from their, their refrigerator and their cabinets. They're like, they're just, they're all in. And Chris, they, they did a study in, out of 800 million people, by the way, and they found that on January 19th, we're talking two and a half weeks after a New Year's resolution, people have already quit their New Year's resolution. Wow. They, in fact, they've deemed it National Quitting Day. And so they're like mind blown by this. They're like, wait, people went public. They knew there was something in their life that shouldn't be. Why are they quitting two and a half weeks in? So they do a follow-up study. They're like, and they ask the people, why did you quit? And why did you quit so soon, two and a half weeks? Number one answer. I didn't have the willpower to do it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is sociologists uh, climbing the mountain of knowledge only to find the theologians already sitting there. And they're like, of course you don't have enough willpower because willpower is not greater than sin's power, but the spirit's power is greater than sin's power. And so you bring him into the fight and you're going to walk into freedom. Now, a lot of times we get frustrated because we're like, yeah, but I, I, I walked the aisle and I told my pastor that I was addicted and my struggle. And then I went back to it two weeks later. I can't stop sleeping with my boyfriend or whatever. And, and here I am again. So I guess it didn't work. And it's like, no, no, God worked. Yeah. He just, you, you didn't ask him to work every day. You thought you could ask him once and be free for life. You, this, this thing is, is on the daily. Like you got to stay near to God because he knows we're going to go rogue. And so Old Testament, he gave them manna. He gave them manna one day at a time. And, he, and it's, what this, it's what he does for, for us today. That's so good. And John Owen, John Owen, great theologian. He said, do you mortify, meaning do you kill? He said, make it your daily work. Cease not a day from it. And then he says this, be killing sin or it will be killing you. So there's no neutral in the, in the Christian life. It's like you got to be on the offensive, but you can't go on your own strength. We always talk about the armor of God in Ephesians 6. Like, yeah, i got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, sword of the spirit, shield of faith. I'm ready for battle. It's like, dude, you stopped reading too soon, man. Because yeah. in, in Ephesians 6, you got all equipped with the armor of God, and you left out the person of God. Because yes. Ephesians six nineteen and 20, it says, and pray in the Spirit. And we, we, we like want to go off into battle solo, like Lone Ranger Christianity. And of course we're getting beat up by sin, because we left God out. And so we got to bring God, but we also got to bring the body of Christ in too. There's, there's a part of that as well. Yeah, I want to get to to that. I, I love what you're saying. And, and you know, one of the things that I want to make sure is clear, there are so many people, John, that listen to you and will say, man, I, if I just had someone like John in my life giving me mm-hmm. this type of talk every day, if I just had someone like John in my life calling me every morning saying, hey, you can do this, or to talk to when I'm weak, to remind me of who I am, uh, I, I think I can make it. But what John mm-hmm. is trying to communicate, and, and I pray that people hear you, man, is that there is someone greater than John that's available yes. to us. The Holy Spirit of God is in you, and he is there to empower you each and every day. And if you call upon him, and it doesn't matter, like, like if you had John's cell phone number, there would be some times that you couldn't call. Like <laughs> it would be breaking the boundaries of friendship, right? But the great thing about 
the Holy Spirit, uh, about the Lord's presence in our lives is that we can call upon him 24 hours a day, seven days a week when we feel weak, Mm -hmm. when we feel strong, when we fall in before sin, the temptation is overwhelming. You can call upon him at any time. And he promises that if you call upon him, that he will in no ways cast you out. He will hear Mm -hmm. your cry and receive you. Friends, it starts with having a relationship with Jesus, though. And uh, today, I want to make sure you know that uh, salvation comes because of faith. It's faith in Christ alone. How do we express that faith? Through repentance and trust. Just repentance and trust. Acknowledging our sins, recognizing uh, that we are in need of a Savior, and turning to Christ, His sacrifice on that cross, His resurrection, trusting in him for life and that more abundantly, acknowledging that he's the only one who can save you. If you are ready to take that step, dial 888-NEED-HIM. We'll be right back. As a dad, a friend, and a neighbor, I share your concerns over the growing problems in our culture. That's why on Equip, we tackle the tough issues, learning how to respond with grace and truth. We're looking for like-minded partners to stand with us. Would you be willing to become an Equipper today? In this role, you'll give a monthly donation to support the ministry of Equip. And as an Equipper, you'll receive insider benefits such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Become an equipper today by calling 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I just pray that you are fired up and what you're hearing today, just a reminder of God's word. And I do pray that you are taking every promise of God to the bank. Don't be like the person who has the check in their hand but doesn't cash it. You take it to the bank. You believe God at his word that you can be free. And it starts with just that penny, that 24 hours. Can you, by God's grace, uh, not give in to that addiction for 24 hours? I believe you can. And this resource, Freedom Starts Today, is designed to help you to do it. I said earlier John says in his book, if you go all in, the next 90 days will be life-altering, sin-destroying, and God-glorifying. I believe that to be true. You can find out more about how to order John's book for yourself, for someone you love, maybe even for your pastor as a resource to help your church to think through this or for your small group. Find out more at EquipRadio.org. That's EquipRadio.org. John, I want to read you something from the book that really spoke to me about our identity. Because when you are, man, in a grip of sin, you can feel so low. You can feel so unclean, unworthy, so, so dirty. But you say this, you are royalty. You are not a slave to the cruel master Satan. Though right now you live in this world of which he is the prince of the power of the air, he will continue to relentlessly wield his threats and afflictions on you. But you resist him, resist him, and God's promise, and God promises he will flee from you. Remember, you are royalty, and your father is the king. Never bow, serve, or answer to anyone else. Man, I love those words. Talk about identity, why it's so important for us to know who we are in Christ. Yeah, I think about, so identity impacts everything. And 
as a as a dad, like I'm gonna I'm gonna care for my kids. As a husband, I'm gonna answer my wife's calls. And I think if we say if we identify like, well, I'm a sinner, then what do you think you're gonna do? You're gonna be prone back to that. All throughout the New Testament, it uh, Paul in particular, but a lot of the authors will write um, that we are saints. The word is hagios in the Greek. It means holy ones, like set apart only unto God. And even the Corinthian church, which was a messed up bunch, man, they were they were <laughs> they were all in on sin. I mean, you got a guy sleeping with a stepmom, uh, prostitution, homosexuality, drunkenness. I mean, it was just like they were they were deep in some stuff. But Paul writes to them, and instead of saying like you filthy sinners, he says that they're saints. I mean, he, right here in Second Corinthians one, I'm looking at it right now. It says to the church of God that is in Corinth with all the saints. It's just this refrain, like your holy ones. He's he's speaking identity over them, and he's saying, "You're not a sinner who saints. You're a saint who sins." Mm-hmm. And there's a world of difference. That you're a child of God, child of the King, and when that takes root in you, then you start to live out our doctrine informs our deeds, our belief determines our behavior, and that's who God says you are, so that you can start living out that reality that you're no longer a slave to sin. You're a slave to righteousness. It really matters. Yeah, it does really matter, man. And I'm so grateful that you have captured this in the book. I guess my question to you, I love that, um, you know, every book, the dedication page is so special. You know, you typically learn a lot about who's important in a person's life. And your dedication page is unique. I've never seen a dedication page like this. You open up the dedication page, and instead of you giving shout-outs to all the important people in your life, you say, this book is dedicated to you. And you give a clear, underlined, blank space for the person to write their name in. It says, this book is dedicated to you and and to the eradication of addiction in the church. Praise God for that, man. What what do you hope Mm -hmm. people get from your book when they pick it up? Chris, it's what you said earlier when you like talking about you wish you had a best friend that you could talk, text, yes. and all that. There's so many people that I get to I get to meet with, but I don't get to meet with all of them to tell them, as you rightly said, not about me, but about Jesus, who will set them free. And so I'm like, all right, I'm writing this book for that person. Somebody that's like, man, I got my nephew in Des Moines, I got my brother in New York. Like, I don't know what can what can they do. I like wrote that book with this in mind so that people could just pick it up and start walking into freedom. And here's the thing. They've got a friend. Like, they don't need me. As you said, they need Jesus. But also, they can't walk through it alone. Hebrews 3.13 says, Encourage one another daily so that you will not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And so I tell people, like, Sunday's good. Like, Sunday at church, that's good. It's just not sufficient. And women's Bible study on Wednesday, that's good. It's just not sufficient. But God says every single day we need to talk to a brother or sister in Christ to be encouraged. Because if we don't, the daily default is we're going to fall back into sin. And so I want people to learn how to walk with the Lord, how to walk with brothers and sisters in Christ, and how to walk in daily repentance by turning from sin, by turning to Jesus. And that's why it's dedicated to them, because I want to see people like, dude, the freedom in Christ, it's real. It's real for you today. I want to say this with about a couple minutes left, that this needs to be a movement in every church. This isn't just a watermark thing. I don't want people to think that. This is true in every church. So how do we start a movement in our church? Somebody's listening to us right now, and they're saying, man, I want this. 
uh, as as uh, man a clearing call in our church. What what recommendation or advice would you give? Chris, thank you, thank you for uh, like calling the church to that because the church, I believe, generally I'm not throwing stones at churches, the church is the bride of Christ, but we've stopped talking about sin. And if you stop talking about sin, then it's really hard to talk about repentance. And if you don't talk about repentance, then it's like everybody's suffering in silence while they're sitting in the pews, and you got a bunch of people with their Sunday best on, and they're falling apart at the seams on the inside with the reality of their Sunday worst. But we're those, like, whitewashed tombs again. And so it's like we've got to be talking. Like, I say that repentance is the root of revival. And that's just not like a catchy phrase. When Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses on the Church of Wittenberg that sparked the Great Reformation, the first four of his theses were all about repentance. And he said, when the Lord Jesus Christ said repent, he meant that the whole of life was to be one of repentance. And so it's got to be this thing that pastors, I mean, look, we don't, I, I know for me, I didn't need Jesus apart from my sin. But once I realized I had sin and I couldn't turn from it, I needed Jesus. And as a believer, we still have sin. As you said, you led off this, this session talking about Romans 7. Well, we're still wrestling with sin, and so we've got to have the Spirit sanctifying us. And so it's just critical in life that we do this. And the church has got to start talking about it from the front. From the front, and uh, everyone in the body of Christ plays a role in this. And so, friends, here's yeah. what I want to do. Uh, with uh, maybe uh, just a few seconds left. I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray that everyone who's listening to this will have hearts that are open to the Lordship of Christ, but even more, I pray that they would accept your free offer of salvation for their lives and that they would know that they can be free because whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Thank you, Father, for sending our Savior to die for us on that cross for our sins that separated us from a holy God. But thank you for raising him again on that third day. And now, Lord, may the power of the Spirit to raise Christ from the dead be alive in us as well. Mm -hmm. In Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. John, you are a gift to the body. I'm grateful for your book, Freedom Starts Today, Overcoming Struggle and Addiction One Day at a Time. Thanks a lot, brother. Chris, thank you for your ministry. It's an honor and joy. Grateful for you. Folks, you can find out more about John and about the uh, wonderful ministry he runs over at Watermark Church and about the book, Freedom Starts Today, by going to our website. You just go to equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org. Now, when I said that this needs to be a movement in every church, I meant that. You need to now think through, how does this book fit into my life? How does this book fit into our church? Maybe I can be a catalyst that starts a movement. So why don't you go to our website, again, equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org. Friends, it has been such a joy to be with you today. I hope that you've been blessed and been encouraged. And until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.